Welcome to another episode of the Chris Talks Music Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Hallam, and today I'm speaking to Delilah Bomb, the alter ego of Lauren Tate from Hands Off Gretel. She's currently on her first UK tour, which is taking place over the autumn of this year, which is the year 2022, following the release of her hugely acclaimed debut self-titled album. Now that's a mouthful. It's built on the firm foundations of no-nonsense female empowerment, Delilah Bond's fusing hip-hop, rock, new metal and pretty much everything else in between to prick up the ears and turn the heads of an army of women and girls who love what she represents. Boys are allowed too, just don't be a pain in the backside and be toxic or anything like that. She's emerged from a punk rock background and she combines her screaming vocals and trust me this screaming and her new metal guitar riffs with melodic rap and trashy hip-hop beats. It's a sound that's apparently hard to categorise, but why categorise it when you can just say, Delilah's doing it. The self-professed misfit is now representing the misfits, and everybody can fit in provided that they're nice people. And on that note, I'm going to begin today's episode with the rather excellent song. Explains it all in the title, Chop Dicks. Enjoy. Feminism is a hell of a ride, as we're teaching our daughters about heaven surprise. But it's the sun sitting in the bedrooms Watching porn with the brothers that we got on my mind It's like that You know the women on the videos Giving head to the guy with the 20 inch Well I hope she's getting paid for that shit You can't really expect girls to back to your dick So boy, sit down Let me just remind you how it's gonna go down I'm not your girl I do not appreciate you coming around You like my style I I'm drinking loads of water now because my my throat yesterday was shocking, but now it's good. It's fine. <laughs> Are you sure? Because I've heard you, <laughs> what you do to your vocal cords on your album. And, uh, oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, you might be it talking is... about different forms of abuse, but you're putting your vocal cords <laughs> for it on every single track. I, must, I, I, <laughs> I listened to it yeah. like three times on the trot. <laughs> Um, yeah. And, um, I was like, Jesus, I really feel sorry for this woman because she's going to need some honey <laughs> ginger after this. Uh, yeah. Well, weirdly, when I sing, it's not bad because when I scream, it doesn't hurt. So I don't know where that comes from. That's some kind of power that I have that doesn't hurt my voice. It's when I talk. It's after gigs. It's when I drink and I talk. My throat is like, Bleh. but then I think we're we're all a little bit ill as well. <laughs> I feel like you just catch else, isn't it? everything when people are hugging you and talking to you. <laughs> it's like being it's like yeah. going back to school after the Christmas holidays and then um you catch every single illness going. I mean obviously that was a bit a while ago for us, but yeah. <laughs> so is it just water then you've got? Yes. Well, no. Water and this tea vocal tea, which I'm sick of. 
Vocal tea. It sounds like a code word for vodka or something. It's fine. Just admit it. I don't mind. It's um, we're all friends oh, here. I wish. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah. T- mm-hmm. Tell us about about you and and the music and obviously the. Should I should I call you Lauren or do I do you want me to call you by your alter ego? Your your, um... your man smashing. Um, <laughs> feminist character. I mean, it's yeah. Maybe go Delilah. I'll be Delilah today. All right. Oh Jesus, I'm scared now because I just watched the video Cannibal a minute ago, and I see what you did to that guy's eye at the end. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit bit bleak. And if you turn your video off, unfortunately, I don't mm-hmm. get to see your lovely face. Then yeah. I don't think it hammers your internet as much. Right. Let's see. One second. <sighs> And then we'll see the little bars going. You'll just have to imagine what I look like, and I'll have to imagine what you look like. And um, we'll I run with it. I can see your picture. You've got a picture. I don't have a picture. Oh, yeah. I'm just. I'm a looking out forlornly across the sea. Yeah. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just questioning all my life choices after listening to your self-titled album. Yeah. I'm thinking, God, I'm one of these. <laughs> I'm one of these Rich horrible God. men. Uh huh. Ready to swim away in that water? Yeah, no, not even just swim away. Just kind of just lob myself over the side and just give up. <laughs> <laughs> just sink to the bottom. I'll be um, I'll be a brown mermaid like the one that's caused loads of furore in recent weeks because people can't handle a cartoon oh. being made into reality. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I mean, it wasn't quite Jesus. The name's Ariel, but I mean, it's it's both controversial. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm a, I'm a dick. Um, so um, yeah, after listening to your uh, album, I'm gonna have to light an incense. This one's um, relaxation because I was quite energized after that one. I'm gonna need to kind of lighten the tone a bit and just kind of get some kind of. You can obviously you can't see this, but um, no, I can hear it though. Kind of, yeah, for the cool. I'm not actually lighting a joint or anything like that because that'd be unprofessional. It could just be a crack pipe at this point. Do you know what? After reading today's news, I wouldn't put it past anybody. <laughs> I wouldn't begrudge anyone. Do you know what, Chris? I've had enough. Yeah, it's time. And I'd be like, do you know what? Do you. Be the best version of you. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry. I digress. I'm just talking about rubbish. It's, um, it's yeah, I'm not going to do the interviews in there. I don't know how you do them normally when they kind of go, so tell me about the feminist overtones in your songs and the reasons why you're so right. mad at men. Well, men are dicks. And there's probably a reason for writing about feminism because um, women's voices need to be heard. So I'll shut up and let you talk. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, so I, I started making my music, my angry feminist music during lockdown, which... Yeah started because I was, so I'm in I am in a band called Hands of Gretel and I would I've been touring for about eight years and yeah I was just noticing that there was like a lot of a lot of men at my shows it was mainly men at my shows and that a lot of girls told me they didn't feel safe coming out to see me play live and I was I was getting harassed by men quite a bit and like sexually harassed and just a lot of shit from men that I was having to deal with and I was ignoring it for quite a few years. But then I think during lockdown, I just thought I'm going to write about all my experiences. I'm going to write about how it feels to be a woman, how it feels for my friends and just be really blunt with it and not care anymore that people might be offended or people might not like to hear it. And then Delilah Bond was born, my alter ego. And I produce everything myself too. So Why Delilah Bond? Um, 
wide lullaby. Uh, I, well, I always imagined if I had a baby, which I don't think I will have a baby, but I might have a baby. But I always thought I want to call the Hopefully baby. not on the podcast. <laughs> Too late. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, yeah, and, and I always liked the name Delilah. And she's actually in the Bible. Delilah is one of the most evil, supposedly one of the most evil women in the Bible. And she chopped off the hair of that guy. I forgot his name. Samson. That's him, Samson. And and yeah, I quite like the name Delilah. And then when I read about the name Delilah, that she's like one of the most hated women in the Bible as well, I thought, oh, she's a bit of a villain character. And um, and there, I went with that. I thought, it's quite cool. And and Delilah Bond, Bon, I don't really know. <laughs> Is it from sweets I, like bonbons? Well, that's what... Now the fan, my fans are like, oh, are we bonbons? And, yeah, okay, you can be that. <laughs> oh, like Nicki Minaj has Barbies or Barbs or whatever they are, Barb. and then you've got um, you've got bonbons. Ah, uh, bonbons. Yep. Pretty sweet. <laughs> but that's okay. Cool. Well, and it was like, I mean, I read some of your interviews. Do you know when you were talking about these things that were happening at the gigs and, um, yeah. I mean, I've been to like hundreds of gigs over the years and it's never ever once crossed my mind to even, do you know, mm-hmm. just grab someone like that. Um, yeah. And I just don't get it. Like, why be a dick? Mm-hmm. Um, I, probably going to have to massively edit all the swear words out of this for the um, <laughs> to go on the Star website. But on the actual, <laughs> when it goes out on like spotify and itunes well podcast apps or whatever it'll be uncut but yeah. um yeah what well, well, fuck's sake sorry for men and um <laughs> so sorry think... <laughs> they're awful aren't they <laughs> uh, they're so like it's oh, I was... and then you've got things like so naive. well i don't think it's about being naive i just think it's like mm. i think people think stuff just flies when it doesn't and um, mm-hmm. we've got things like toxic masculinity, and yeah. I, I hate that term anyway. Like, I just hate all these cliche <laughs> terms, because it just turns into, like, a bit of a temporary oh. bandwagon, rather than something that yeah. just needs to remain continuously prominent until it's eradicated. But yeah. it's um, And that's as articulate as I will get. But, like, <laughs> I'm joking. But... Yeah, it's just it's just a, a bloody shame. Um, I was thinking about you the other day, which sounds really weird. Um, <laughs> I was walking out the street, I was thinking, how's my Delilah doing? I'm one at Bon Bon. But um, there was a film, um, and I watched it ages ago, and then when I listened to your album, it popped into my head again. Whereas I'm walking through these woods, walking my dog, and um, as you do. And it's um, called Promising Young Woman with Carrie Mulligan. Have you seen it? Oh yeah. Uh, no, I don't think I have. I recommend you watch it. I think you'd you'd find it quite interesting. I think that like yeah. like I don't want to spoil it in any way for you or anything like that. But spoil it. The, the the problems that I have is that like with most with a film like this, which is quite empowering of a, a woman's experiences in such situations as you've like kind of just described in brief there. Yeah. Um. And she kind of, basically, her friend has been, um, was raped. Her mm-hmm. high school friend was raped. And she kind of dropped out of med school. And um, she couldn't really deal with it in that sense. And yeah. she was like a straight-A student and all of that. And she kind of, 
um, she basically goes into bars and clubs and stuff and acts as bait, as as drunken oh, bait. Wow. And these, yeah. these men, they're going to be, you know, the gentlemen take her home and look after her yeah. and make sure she's home safe. But obviously they don't. Mm-hmm. And when they she gets them into the, shall we say, compromising situation. Yeah. And then she suddenly, she's like, I'm not drunk. Well, obviously, this is like the cli- like the Chris's Yorkshire version of it. I'm not drunk. And then he yeah. goes, oh, no. And, um, um, yeah, and then she kind of does whatever she does from there. So you'll need to watch the rest of the film oh, for yeah. that bit. But, yeah, um, I need to watch this. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's really good. And Kerry Mulligan, I think she's she's a fantastic actor. I won't say actress because it's like gender-specific and... <laughs> We're in 2022 yeah. now, so we're all future yeah. fans, hopefully. <laughs> um, but it's it's a really interesting insight into um, kind of the, not feminism, because that's, mm-hmm. again, it's just like, it's putting it into a little bit of a box there. But it's about yeah. how a woman kind of like fights back and yeah. the steps that she should take. And it seems so crazy and overblown that she reacts in this way in these ways yeah. but it's like kind of well if you push people so far they're gonna snap so it only snap. takes one woman i mean look at eileen vernos oh gotcha uh, i mean mm. this is a proper uplifting podcast this <laughs> with a smile afterwards and uh, um but they i think they kind of fumble the ending and i'm gonna let you watch it and then you can mm-hmm. come back to me and then tell me your thoughts on that and you can say yeah, yeah chris I agree or I disagree, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, let me know what you think of that. I, that that's your homework. That's my homework. Okay, that's, that, that's your homework. But yeah, so uh, anyways, back to you. Three, two, one. Back in the room. Um, so you lockdown happened while everyone's in the midst of either um, slowly creeping mental breakdowns, or psychological breaks, if you want to call it that, um, and drinking. Prosecco in hot tubs that they've spent money on when they should probably be saving it because furlough didn't last forever. Um, yeah. And you were writing this album, which is mm-hmm. a hip-hop, punk rock. It's an yeah. amalgamation of multiple genres. It's, it is. It's a mixture of a lot, yeah. It's like you got Eminem, Pink, threw in a bit of En Vogue in there, a bit of Salt and Pepper, mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Limp Biscuits, good music, um, <laughs> and and then kind of just, just chucked in a bunch of acid, and then a little sprinkle in <laughs> Adam's family, and then horror movies in there as well, and then Men's Ooh. Insecurities, and then yeah, um, and then you kind of mixed that all up, blurted that out on a record, while also kind of um, doing a really good um, product placement there for, um, shall we say, um, ladies' pleasure toys. Um, and then released it. Yeah, that's the that's the best description I've heard. That's it. Is is that is that it? Okay, yeah. Because I definitely, I mean, you've got an amazing vocal range. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Your voice is friggin' unreal. Like when I was listening to what you were saying, I was thinking, this is what Pink wanted to do when she released her first album, and she had to wait till mm-hmm. the second album when she yeah. refused to be an R and B pop star anymore, and. Yeah kind of just break out uh, just like a pill moment but that was you throughout the whole thing oh thank you yeah pink she's been like one of my main 
influences like when I was younger when I was a teenager I had no friends and I used to just sit oh, in the toilet you have any friends? Um, I don't know I guess it's just it's just like that like in Barnsley I don't fit in it's like everybody's into like Love Island and actually that didn't exist when I was at school I don't think but like they're not into anything I'm into and I was quite naughty at school I was always in trouble with the teachers always arguing about uniform and just everything why <laughs> um, though like uh why did I argue oh, yeah why I why did you think you argued at the time and why do you think of it now looking back on it I think at the time the teachers used to like they were really old they're all old they re- they all when I left school they all retired so it was like the teachers there taught my mum and dad and wow. they were really old really just like old-fashioned and everything they said to people and I remember once they did a lesson and it was like careers and they knocked down any kid that were different like oh I want to go and do arts I want to do music like they cut the art funding at our school and like you couldn't do art and music and and acting you had to do like one or none and it would just like constantly just that reminder the teachers would stand there and say you're all going to fail you're all going to do crap in life and it was just every day it was like the teachers there they didn't want to be there and moralizing conformity isn't it yeah and it was like they would they were more interested in what you were wearing or like ear piercings or any form of individuality they would just that's all they cared about and like we once did a lesson it was like a 45 minute lecture about how when you're in the real world you won't be able to have like tattoos and dress different and be like this and then I said to the teacher when well I don't want to do that because I want to be a musician and then he basically in front of the whole class just sat me down and he's just like you're living in a dream world it'll never happen don't you think everybody wants to be actors and musicians and artists well there's no money in it only one percent of people make it in music that one percent won't be you Lauren and I, and I was just arguing like how can you stand there and say this to all these kids and I would just constantly be arguing for other people. Like other, there was a, a kid who was religious in my science class, and like the science teacher went on and on about how religion is disgusting and how Adam and Eve—it's like an incestuous story—and they were just like going on and on about religion. And like I stood up for this kid, and I was like, "You, you can't stand there and say that. Like that's someone's identity, someone's spirituality. You can't just stand there and." Oh, I was, it was school was just arguing all the time. <laughs> I think it was like you felt like you kind of had to be the voice for the people that were spoken down to mm. because you yeah. felt like that way yourself. Because you, I guess, you felt like people expected you to kind of just shut up or to quote one of your lyrics, sit down and shut her up with a lollipop. Yeah. And um, yeah, and kind of just like, tell you off and then that way you'd kind of just give Mm. in and just go along with it but I think school's really important as our formative Mm -hmm. years because it's kind of it's not what defines us it's what helps design us and our kind of our perspective on the world so I don't think people sometimes realize how hurtful and how impactful Mm -hmm. and how long lingering those experiences can be and how they kind of taint our worldview going Mm. forward. Not bitter. I I mean, I'm not bitter about school or anything, I promise. But like, (laughs) but I think we all take our own experiences from there. And I think it's, um, I I think it's very important to empower Mm. people. You're supposed to there to enrich the minds as a teacher. And I think unless you're enriching people and giving them hope and giving them the tools with which they need to kind of succeed and feel confident as they step out, mm. 
parents should reinforce yeah. that outside of school as well um yeah. then i think they've failed mm-hmm. i had one teacher that believed in me it was my english teacher and like i wrote her a letter when she, she was leaving and i wrote her this letter just thanking her for like actually being the only person to believe in me and she came to one of my gigs <laughs> how did she find it did she like it um I, well at the time it was an acoustic set so i was just playing acoustic so it wasn't too scary um and she enjoyed it yeah but i don't like, think my... it's scary well, this was my band before. This was Hands yeah. of Gretel, which I'm a bit screamier in that one. Yeah, you are, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's a, a lot. No wonder you had to take a bit of a break. <laughs> Hashtag but personal then, break. Yes. But my best friend at school, like, she was the only black girl in school for a long time. I think there were a few more when there were a few more black girls that joined the school when I was about to leave school. But then, like, her, she, like, she, had, she had no support, like, at school and I remember one of my teachers went there was everyone used to say things about her hair and they used to like say oh are you wearing a wig and like she was so alienated at school so I was constantly arguing and fighting teachers for her as well and there was this one male teacher that used to walk behind her uh she'd sat down and he'd walk behind her and he'd wipe his fingers in her hair and say oh you've got so much fat and grease in your hair and like so she's got after hair the teacher said that and all the kids laughed or said nothing and I argued with them and like it's like I would go and speak to people like this has been said to my friend and then even the teachers would say oh you know it's just it's just their humor and like it's like everything was swept under the rug at my school everything there was like sexual assault allegations and there was so much happened and I felt like it was probably the worst time of my life just feeling like gaslit all the time like trying to stand up for people and then the people you're supposed to report it to don't even like care <laughs> unfortunately it seems that the teachers some of the teachers that actually make the effort to empathize with kids and and be close to them maybe give them something that they don't actually have in their own lives in a way then yeah. they're the ones that are tarnished and it's sometimes mm-hmm. others that are actually up to no good should we say that get mm-hmm. away with it unfortunately and yeah, it puts the good people out of teaching um but yeah it's it's awful that kind of experience mm-hmm. and i think it's it's and especially in a place like barnsley which i don't i don't know how old you are i'm not gonna kind of mm. ask your age because how old are you, sorry? 25. 25, okay. 22 yeah. then. So, um, <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, 25. So, yeah, I mean, it's like kind of, you're, you're a few years, I'm 38. Knocking on yeah. now, Jesus. Um, <laughs> but I've got to grow up one day, I guess. <sighs> no, don't do it. <laughs> I, I've, do you know what I've refused to so far? Fake it till I make yes. it, that's what I say. Um, yes. And I think school, especially as a person of colour, as myself speaking mm-hmm. here as well um i think it's quite a traumatic experience <laughs> and then some of the stuff that especially when we're living somewhere up north where it's not mm-hmm. as culturally diverse obviously i'm from sheffield so there is a bit of a mix there but all the kids in my all the black kids in my year pretty much were all lumped into one class so um were they? yeah of course they were um it's it yeah. made it as an easy and we had a target on our back from day one really um oh, got a bet. Uh, well, it's just the way it is, isn't it? So, I mean, I managed to yeah. kind of go under the radar for the most part. But um, I, I like mm-hmm. to call things out when I saw it. 
So yeah, so uh, he's just bollocks. But I mean, Barnsley—that mm-hmm. was an interesting place for a young black girl to grow up, oh, especially God. when you were at school. Honestly, and then how like the thing is, is and I think people as well they'll. Oh, sorry, I sorry. broke up. There. I broke up then while I was talking to you. Sorry, you carry on. People, uh, what? Sorry. Yeah, I think people as well. Like, if it doesn't affect them, they don't think it exists. So, like, you'll say that, like, my friend. Oh, you're breaking up a little and bit. Everyone else will say, "No, she didn't." She didn't face racism. Yeah, I'm but losing you again, love. You felt other all the time. And it was like she was constantly always the only black person in the room. Oh, oh, yeah, I, 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 was lo- I was losing you a little bit. Yeah, it was kind yeah. of just going into like auto tune. Oh, crap. <laughs> Is it working now? Yeah, I think so. I'll try it again. Your signal's like super low. Am I still gone? Am I there? Uh, you are there. Oh, it's chucking stupid internet. If I try if I try Wi Fi, what would that be like? Give it a try. What's the worst that could happen? There? Is it there? <laughs> I think so. Oh, God. Internet. You're back. You're back. I'm back. Okay. Right. I think let's move forward a bit. Am I back? You are. Okay, I'll carry on. Well, I forgot what I was saying now. We're talking about horrible people at school and that they, your young oh, black yeah. friend. All right, I remember now. So, yeah, I think, like, if it doesn't affect people, they don't think it exists. And I, I saw what my friend went through and, like, I was there the whole time that she would face racism. But then people in my town, if you talk about racism, they pretend it doesn't exist. And they say, oh, it doesn't exist. Racism doesn't exist. Sexism doesn't exist. And it's just because they don't experience it and they don't see it, that they don't realise that, like, small towns have the so judgmental. And and luckily, I, I was able to see that with my friends. So now, like, I'm aware of it. But I think a lot of people aren't aware of it, and they should be. Exactly. I think, and also, I don't think it's been helped in recent years. It was one of those things that people felt ashamed to admit that they were mm-hmm. um, kind of, they had such thoughts in that way before. And then yeah. in recent years, with the way that politics has changed and you've kind of yeah. got anti woke and all that, all the other crappy terms when they apply a term to something as a catch all. <laughs> and then. Um, they kind of casualized racism and hatred across all forms, whether it's whether it's racism, whether it's um, homophobia, whether it's transphobia, any yeah. of the phobias, all um, the phobias. All the phobias. It's just, um, and it's just, it became like this kind of norm, and it's mm-hmm. it's so. 
draining and debilitating. Yeah. Um, and it was that's why I, I really liked listening to your album because it's like mm-hmm. the thing is you kind of you're aiming a message towards the disenfranchised to mm-hmm. to those who are overlooked and those who feel I, w- I wouldn't say oppressed I would say um, repressed or depressed mm-hmm. and um, that kind of feel like they have lost hope and it's it's kind of like even though we are touching on all these themes here you mm-hmm. are delivering it in the form of a verbal attack but also a bit of a celebration of the differences in people mm-hmm. and accepting them yeah. I think that's what I've got from your album anyways yeah definitely I think it's that mixture of celebration and then it's just so much things it's like when I'm performing live it's it's also fun I can still have fun with my music even though there's a serious topic it's it's a bit of both yeah but that's how the message is digestible yeah definitely you know what I mean and it's like kind of you can't say I'm I'm so depressed I'm so sad I'm <laughs> so bad the world is moody and gloomy and it's like kind of, I'm gonna cut that out of the podcast anyways um uh, kind of do like a kind of downbeat um, swing album or something <laughs> um but yeah I just think it like we need to talk about these things um mm-hmm. and it's not a case of normalizing it it's just a case of well we're gonna keep on going on about it until people stop being a pain in the ass yeah Basically. And, and I think a lot of the time people feel like crazy. They think, is it only me that's angry about these things? Because like me, like my old friends, I'd talk about subjects like this and and it'd go over their head, they wouldn't get it and they'd not see the problem and they'd say, oh, you're overreacting. But then I always used to see the bigger picture, like the the amount of people, like girls especially, where they fear walking home alone and they'll say, oh, I just, yeah, I, I carry keys in my hand, like, just in case. And I think that's just insane. That's crazy. And, like, a lot of men don't realise that. And then I think just if more people spoke about it, then you'd understand more about these things and we'd feel less alone and understand there's so many other girls and minority groups that feel like, I don't know, like, they're being told it's not a big deal and being told to stop being angry about things that make them furious. <laughs> yeah, what song is it that you mentioned? Because you actually mentioned in one of the songs having the keys in your hand. Oh, yeah. That one, yeah. it's called Chop Dicks. So that's... that's the one. That's, that's the, one. the yeah. one. I wanted you to say it, not me. And, uh, <laughs> there we are. She said it. She said the dick word. Um, I said the dick word. I mean, you actually spell it out at one point. But, like, and yeah, it's... um. It's worryingly prevalent. I spoke to um, uh, this um, female agit pop, agit mm-hmm. pop punk rock um, duo, uh, Der Furieur, and oh, yeah. um, they were on tour with War on Women. Mm. Oh and, yeah, I've, I think I've heard some stuff from them because I have a song with the same name, and then yeah, you do. And when I and then I found them through it. Yeah, it's like the second to last song on the album, isn't it? Uh-huh. And um, see, I've listened. And you have. <laughs> I've, I've listened to your album. It was all right, love. Do another <laughs> proper bangers. And um, it was, yeah, kind of like when I was speaking to them about it, and we we spoke. Obviously, you've got um, "Dead Men Don't Rape," the recent one. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is, I mean, that is as factual as any song can be, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I listen when it, when it just kind of started off. Went, Dead Men Don't. And I was like, you're not far off there. And, uh, <laughs> um, but it's, um, 
there has been such a massive increase, especially in after we've come out of lockdown as well. I mean, mm. and people, um, are, it's not. I don't think there's more of this stuff happening. I think more people are now actually standing up and saying these things are happening. Oh, yeah. I think these things have happened on such a level for so long, even if you want to go, like, historically. I mean, when you mentioned the Bible at first and said, like, Delilah's one of the most hated women in the Bible, why? Because she took a stand, because she decided to empower herself at the behest of a man. And the only woman, or the only woman really that has any true standing in the Bible is probably Mary, because she was a demure, um, apparent virgin, you know. Um, And so young. Yeah, and it's, yeah. I mean, it's all problematic, isn't it? But uh, <laughs> it all is. Um, but then we're kind of conditioned to think that way towards women anyways, whether you look at mainstream media, whether you look at um, the media people consume, whether you look at marketing and advertising, or whether you look at pay brackets of, of women. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's always been misaligned when it comes to that. So, um, I mean, you've got to keep on fighting the good fight in that sense really that's it and people are so uncomfortable by it it's like i guess it's the same with anything you you fight for any person's voice and it's there's someone there that's just just wants to stop you and luckily i can ignore them there's some scary people on the internet though because i've had some messages from like men oh that are just like i have to block and there's there's scary like the incels and all those people <laughs> yeah they've got nothing else to do with themselves oh yeah you want a good kicking in the ghoulies but they uh, do. <laughs> uh I, i'm not an advocate for violence but um i mean in some cases i mean they just i didn't did. used to be <laughs> oh the thing is i think it's uh, there's there's a difference violence is something that's like perpetrated on people without reason yeah um that's a reaction or yes, that's a defense mechanism and yes. I think if you've been shoved into a corner for too long, it is fight or flight. Um, and the song, um, the first time, weirdly, I heard the song Dead Men Don't Rape was on the day that the 17-year-old American girl, uh, teenager, uh, mm-hmm. Piper Lewis, she was ordered yeah. to pay the family of the man she killed uh-huh. who was her suspected rapist. And she she killed her rapist, basically. Yeah. And mm-hmm. one second, give me a second. I've got a <laughs> guy at the door. Oh, no. Sorry about that. <laughs> I knew yeah, the Amazon guy would come and then set off the dog. Did you hear him barking? I did. I've got a, yeah. a black German shepherd. Oh, I love them. I'll show you him. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah, oh, he's so a big boy. He's a puppy still. So he's, Really? Yeah. He's my baby. So we, I'll sit here for a minute, I guess. But um, so yeah, I, like when I first heard your song, and um, Dead Men Don't Rape, I saw that story come out, and I was like, yeah. it was like some divine intervention of sorts, really. I think yeah. it's a brilliant song. Um, Thank you. And you're on this Thursday, aren't you, at the Lead Mill? I am. You looking uh-huh. forward to it? Yes, it's going to be great. I think I all the gigs. All the gigs so far have just been like they seem to get better and better every night, and I think maybe that's me becoming uh, more confident every night now because I'm getting used to the set because I'm singing twenty songs, and that's like that's like a lot of words. It's a fair um, amount. It's, it's so many, and then 
I think it's scary as well because my songs do have meaning that if I mess up any of the lyrics, I can't I can't believe it. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> One of the nights I messed up a line in War on Women and afterwards I was just like apologizing to everyone like, oh my God, I, did you all hear that? Like, yeah. I'm like, ah! <laughs> don't know. Don't apologize. You don't they have to listen. apologize. Yeah. I think it's because they just listen. Every single lyric, they're, they're listening. And then sometimes it's like, oh shit, they're singing along. And I look at their lips, and as I'm looking at their lips, I start to think too much about the line. And so I ha I've only messed up once on one song, but it's just, especially like Dead Men Don't Rip, people know the, the words, and I've never had this before, where they're screaming it at me. Yeah. And then I have this mini panic that they know it more than me. <laughs> well, they do, though, because as soon as you've recorded something, as soon as you've created something, as soon as you put it out there and share it with people, yeah. like... You, oh, sorry about that. That's the beeper. Um, you, you're kind of. It's no longer in your control anymore. It's a beast of its own. So it's like it you're yeah. merely just. You've given people an insight into your take on stuff, and then it becomes a completely different beast. And then it's like, mm -hmm. are you actually in control of that anymore? And it, it's fine if you yeah. make a mistake. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So don't worry mm -hmm. about it, man. I mean, you don't have to apologize about that stuff. It's like, all I'm saying is just enjoy every single moment of what you've done because I think what you've done so far is, is wonderful. And I'm annoyed with... It's all right. You're welcome. I'll send you a check. <laughs> and uh, Or you can send me a check <laughs> in the post. And uh, <laughs> But it's like, you need to keep doing it and enjoying every mm -hmm. single minute of it. I'm good because I wanted to come and see you on Thursday. But... Um, yeah. I'd promised to um, go for a, a meal with my mum. and um, Oh, well, you've got to go. I've got to go, otherwise I'll get a clout. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, she was, it's like a, yeah, a big thing for her, going somewhere fancy. Mm -hmm. So otherwise well, I would have like... absolutely been there. But like, mm -hmm. I'm looking at your tour dates. So you're after Sheffield, you're in Manchester. That's on the Friday. Yeah. And then you're back mm -hmm. down in Leeds, then Glasgow, then Liverpool in first week yep. of October. And then finished. Yeah. And then Gone what too fast. And then what 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 happens next? Um, then I'm back to the drawing board. Like so my mum like my mum manages she manages my brain because <laughs> usually usually after after like doing a tour I'll then go straight back into the studio and I'd lock myself away and I always forget to plan like yeah. my mum's like you've got to plan you need to, to really think about what you're going to do the next few months but then I'm really I hate that side of things I prefer the creation so but I'm I'm going to release a song about the Salem witch trials so I've done like oh cool like song. I've never written about that before and like I was reading all about that and like just there's the horrors of that and so I'm gonna do a song before the year ends about that, and then next year hopefully more festivals. Um, want to do some pride events, and yeah. and then I really want to tour in a different country, but I don't know where. I don't know which one. Just get like an atlas um, or a globe, and then spin <laughs> it, and then throw a dart at it, and then. <laughs> Uh, I mean, oh, actually, no, don't throw a dart at a moving globe because it might ricochet <laughs> off and then hit something. Uh, maybe just do it like put a, um, a a map of the world on a dartboard or something or a cork yeah. board and then do it that way. But People always want America, but it's so big. It's like 
oh, it's so expensive as well and quite scary. I'm quite scared of America. Do you know what? The world's scary and we can be scared of what we think America is, but I tell you what, you'll be surprised when you go there. I've been there a yeah. few times and the last time I went to America itself was Chicago and it was one of the most wonderful and yeah. amazing experiences ever. And I went to some mm-hmm. horrible places. I went to like, I went to the hood and everything. Oh yeah. I was yeah. great. Loved it me. I was just wandering around. They were like, Where are you from? And I was like, England, baby, and uh, but like, uh, no, it was great. It was, it was, it was nice. Yeah. I think you can find beauty wherever in the world. Mm-hmm. It's just people sometimes don't know how to take things that are different. Yeah, I've been to LA. I went there this year. Um, really? Oh, hold yeah. on. We had to take a quick break there whilst I dealt with some background technical issues, and after a minute or so, we were all sorted and we were back up so we could finish the rest of our conversation. There we go. Yeah, three, two, one, back in. So, you you'd like to do America, but you're scared of it. Correct. <laughs> do you know what life's about? Just going places and just experiencing stuff. Just do what you want to do, and mm-hmm. you'll. I think it's, in America, it's because whenever I get like a really scary fan that says they're gonna like kill me or something really horrible, I always look and they're always from America. So I'm like, oh, at least they're not close. Well, they're not and a they're... fan, are they? <laughs> no, they're not. They're just, they're just like people who troll me, and they're always American. So then, I do. I'm scared of America, but all of my fans are from there. That's like my biggest audience. So I know I need. I definitely need to go. Yeah, but like the, I mean, what what you do? I mean, I saw your um, Godzilla um, remix. Oh yeah, that <laughs> was that was quite cool. That was good. Yeah. Girls got bars and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was it was good fun, and um, I thought it was great. And it's really nice to see the other stuff that you do on your YouTube on there. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I can understand why you do have a good crossover audience because the thing is, you don't like obviously rap in a Barnsley accent. Oh God, no. <laughs> that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, um, you can definitely mm-hmm. throw that one out there. But yeah, just do you know what? Those people are idiots, man. Just do your thing. Screw those guys, like. The thing yeah. is, people want to do that because they're seeing someone who's not afraid to quote mm-hmm. Eminem to take a stand. Everybody, yeah. come home, hand. Yeah. And uh, but like, um, <laughs> and we'll walk this river through the storm. Yep. But um, no, it's like you just need to keep on doing that thing because what you've done is you've rattled the very people that have those very fragile sensibilities. And those are the same people that need a smack in the mouth. To be fair, um, don't do violence. that. No, yeah, but you're bigger than you're better than that, so yeah. you don't need to do that. And but it's like I think you're doing a great thing, and to come from humble old Barnsley and mm-hmm. do all of this stuff you're doing, I tell you what, it's a source of pride. That is, Thank and you. I'm sure there are same people that weren't very nice to you at school i'm sure they're kicking themselves yeah. now and they might be bitter and twisted well the thing yeah. is it's like do you know what i used to feel that way do you know when you i grew up wanting to just leave sheffield mm-hmm. and i left and moved down london and i went and worked in theater and i was acting and writing plays oh, yeah. and stuff like that and i still write in the background now mm-hmm. um but it's like you kind of come back and then people are, oh it's amazing to see you and you just remember that they were horrible to you when you were growing yeah. up but I kind of thought, do you know what? I can't. I don't hate these people. I don't 
mm-hmm. feel any animosity towards him in any way. I just yeah, they feel a way about you, but at least they feel something. Mm-hmm. I feel the same. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And yeah. it's like kind of um, people don't hate someone else who has success; they hate the idea of success being taken away from them. Yeah, well, that's good. Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of compounds their insecurity and their feelings of inadequacy. And um, you don't need to seek validation from those people. I think you've mm-hmm. already got it if they've acknowledged what you're doing. Yeah. And you need to keep on singing about this stuff to annoy those incels on the internet. Oh, yes, I will. Because one day they're going to have to have wives and children or they're going to have to meet a significant other, whatever that gender oh, that person my. may be. Yeah. And they're mm-hmm. going to have to really, really take a good look at themselves and question their yeah. outlook. That's it. But no, That's seriously, it. you're you're bloody amazing. I was so excited to like actually be able to speak to you, and I'm I'm yeah, bloody gutted that I, I couldn't come and see you on on Thursday. Um, but you'll have to let us. I'd, I'd love to um, meet you up in person, which sounds really weird. I'd love to meet you in person <laughs> one day and just have a good chat with you as well, because yeah, I think I think you're just a dead sound person. And um, yeah. people always talk about one thing that bothered me about the interviews. It was saying like it was saying that you were like you have this like sassy approach and you're like alternative and it's like well no one you're just expressing yourself and two <laughs> I hate the use of the word sass because it's never used towards a male unless mm. it happens to be a male who is gay and they oh my yeah. god you're so sassy uh, that's true. I never that. yeah sassy. and it's <laughs> yeah and it's like i mean like the yeah. thing is you've described yourself as flowing between two personas and being sweet and sassy and that's fine because you're owning it but it's like i spoke mm-hmm. with um the artist holly humberston a couple of years ago uh, last year at Tramlines, mm-hmm. and she was they talked about how she did um what was it called um they said that she created like wonky pop and then like some kind they they used a term towards her um in terms of her music and it was just for me i just found it like such a a demeaning message and when when girls write about like love or something like that and she wrote falling asleep at the wheel and I was like, don't ever let people use that term towards you. I went, the thing is, you're singing about feelings. It doesn't need to be kind of have this, yeah. like, this gender-aligned label that's attached mm-hmm. to it, which is used as a subtly demeaning term. And I'm, I don't always get it right. Yeah. I get stuff wrong all the time. And if I'm a dick, I want mm-hmm. people to tell me that I'm being such. But, like, it's just yeah. about being better than that. Do you know what I mean? And And the thing is, I think... What you're creating is it's a musical roller coaster. It literally is a, a roller coaster. It's like a fairground of just mayhem and chaos. And yeah, I, ju- I just love it. I think it's absolutely brilliant. And it'll bring new fans to their hands off Gretel stuff as well. So yeah, I reckon it will. It will. Um, so it's a it's a good a nice crossover. So what happens next with with the, the band then? the band am i well, allowed to ask it's, you that it's like, yeah it's like i've written i've written enough for like two albums with hands off girl i've written another album as myself lauren tate and then i have another album and a half for delilah bond i just have i have so many things that i could do but i think sometimes i panic and i think like oh god i'm gonna die one day oh god i'm getting older i need to do it all now 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 
but that's never been good for me that's always like put too much pressure on me so now I'm just I'm just doing what makes me feel happy one step at a time and like right now that's the lullaby yeah that's the best way to be don't put pressure on yourself the world does enough of that and like oh it does (laughs) and if you're feeling creative get it down absolutely just get it yeah. down as if it's if it's all coming out get it down but then don't feel that you have to force yourself to sit there and conform and and write because you're a songwriter as well as a, a music creator um mm-hmm. i think i think it's a i'm really interested to see where you go to next and and, yeah. and what comes from you next because I, I do think you've got a lot to say and it's finding mm-hmm. the right way to articulate that yeah i just i've just got so many so many concepts so many ideas i just love it i just love creating and now it's like the first time in my life where i truly don't have anyone telling me what to do i've got no one else who's gonna say oh i don't like that don't think you should do that it's literally just me which is quite scary sometimes because if it goes wrong it's entirely my fault but but i like it it's like it's challenge and i enjoy working on my own you gotta break stuff to make stuff that's right you do (laughs) and the the, um one last thing the song chikatita pronounced that right didn't i yeah chikatita that's it um is that about a woman who's unhappy in a relationship it is Yes. Oh, right. Okay. Good. Do, I haven't looked at the lyrics. I just went off my listens to it, uh-huh. and um, yeah. I just thought, is that what it's about? Because you you might be the reason there'll be mm-hmm. a rise in divorce rates. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that song it's like it's an ABBA reference, and yeah. it's like I just I think of like older women in relationships that literally most women in my family and just most older women that I know, they're in relationships where they complain about their husband quite a lot, just like, oh, he's always out at the pub and I'm always at home and like I'm scrolling Facebook and he's off doing stuff and I'm doing nothing. And then it's like, that song's about finding yourself later in life. And like, when you're an older woman, it's like your moment's not gone. You still you still can go out and have fun. And and in that song, it was like me imagining taking an older woman by the hand and going, let's go out on a crazy night out and like, this is all about you and yeah i think it will make people divorce their husbands <laughs> <laughs> no i think i think it's it's, it's good it's good only no, it's bad, good. yeah only the ones that are lacking if you're lacking and you're not treating you know if you're not giving her the attention then yes it might happen <laughs> i know it's quite apt that you finished um that you followed up that song on the album with chop dicks so um <laughs> i mean you kind of yeah leave your husband and then put the keys on and then just go and you know slice away i mean it's um i'm gonna be getting a a lawsuit (laughs) yeah there's some messages in here that are very questionable but like when i it's the album though the way that you speak everything is so like evocative obviously in terms of tone but in terms of visualization and when i was wandering along listening to the album like i was in my head i was looking at it as a director and i was i was coming up with ideas for how mm. how it would be laid out how how it would like how it would look on a screen and the transformations oh, yeah. between you and kind of like um 
just the kind of visual changes really and it's that's Mm -hmm. that was a good thing about it because it was like when you read a book and you're using your imagination for me it was like i was listening to the song and in my head i was just visualizing just the kind of the chaos and the mayhem and like you were like some kind of like female mad max um, yeah. <laughs> kind of persona. Obviously, you've got a uh, Mad Max Furiosa that's coming out, where the the lady is uh, Charlize Theron, the younger version of her, um, which is mm-hmm. Anya Taylor Joy. She's going to be the protagonist, um, yeah. and it was kind of like that. Like you were on the front of the the rigger truck, and you're like uh-huh. playing the guitar, and just like, mm-hmm. and then you've kind of got all these like figures of like of embodiments of males and. Uh-huh. Whether it is like a, like the the I guess the toxic males, the horrible ones, and they're kind the of like, there are statues, and they kind of like just explode, and then you're there covered in blood, dressed in the school uniform, because obviously it's the song School oh, I was yeah. thinking of, and then mm. you're kind of like one of the limbs lands in your hand, like the the leg or something, and then it just turns into uh-huh. a star, and then you're just covered <laughs> in blood, and you're playing away, and then it's like then you're on the front of this mm-hmm. truck, and the blood's streaming off you, and it's turning into uh-huh. rain or whatever. Oh, that'd be brilliant. But oh, um, yeah. come and speak to me when you're going to do the video for it. <laughs> but yeah, You've got a right good brain. Your brain is right good. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's an odd one, but uh, I like it. <laughs> yeah, but it's like if you ever wanted ideas for the video, seriously, it's just I listened to yeah. the music and it was just like ideas, ideas, ideas. But mm-hmm. anyways, I digress. Back to you. So I'm going to give you one final plug. It's set. So we're going to. This podcast will go out just after your show, unfortunately. But I'm yeah. going to implore everybody to check out the rest of the tour. They might be able to pick mm-hmm. up a ticket. Leeds will be the closest. Um, and also to pick up your album. Um, yes. Go to your website, delilabond.co.uk. Sign up for all the updates. Um, also, follow what comes from you next. What are your socials? My socials, it's Delilah Bond official on Instagram and then TikTok Delilah Bond official, I think. Now I'm, now I'm saying it out loud. I don't know if it is official at the end. I'll put the links but in Delilah the Bond. podcast anyway. Yeah, you'll, you'll find me. Yeah, we'll put we'll put you down. We can't, you, you can't be missed. She's got pink hair, everyone. Spoiler, and um, <laughs> <laughs> can't be missed. Uh, she stands out in Barnsley. You can see her from space. Oh, what to do? <laughs> yeah, it's good. Keep doing you, man. I love the individualism. Um, and um, yeah, we need to see if we can try and coerce you into doing some like kind of like like secret gigs in Sheffield or summer and get your get you back into the city oh, and yeah. we'll we'll do that somehow. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's been an absolute yeah. pleasure, Lauren. Oh, oh, you too. Star. Thank you. It's been ah, so good. I, I bloody love you. Like, I'm tired. <laughs> well, yeah, we talked for a little while. I'm sorry for taking up your afternoon. I suppose. No, it's good. I've liked it. It's yeah, really good. and I'd, I'd love to talk to you down the line as well. Mhm. Yeah, and just yeah. see what's cracking. Like we, we have a lot. We have a lot in common. I feel. Yeah, we don't fit in. And, <laughs> uh, no, I think I think by not fitting in, we actually do fit in because there are yeah, so many like that. Yeah. So There's it's. Yeah, don't be preoccupied with the bollocks. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but you take care of the rest of your voice for now because um, when are you performing next? Actually, your next gig is on Thursday, isn't it? So yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, have some rest, enjoy yourself, uh, watch promising young woman, and oh, um, yeah, I will. 
Yeah, I'm rewatched Tank Girl because I know you love your oh. yeah female empowering films. And Natural mm-hmm. Born Killers was it as well? Oh yeah, I love that's that. That's an amazing film, isn't mm-hmm. it? I've got that on DVD behind me. Yeah. All right, but yeah, you have a great afternoon, and I'll speak to you soon, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yep, you too. Thank Take you. care, my dear. Bye now. Bye. See ya. Bye. Thank you so much to Delilah Bond, aka Lauren Tate. Absolute pleasure, and probably the longest podcast episode we've done so far, but for good reason. I like good people like that. Just like people in general, but she's just super duper sound. Um, I'm going to kind of change the tone here as we bring this episode to an end. I'm going to play a little bit from her most recent single. It's titled Dead Men Don't Rape, and we discussed it throughout this episode in detail. Enjoy, and I'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Freedom to choose is taking